Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. First Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to read from verse 14 to verse number 22. First Thessalonians chapter 5, 14 to 22. The Bible says, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesyings. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Someone say amen. In this month, the month of September, is a month of prophecies. In essence, what I'm going to be doing in this month, I'll do a lot of prophesying in your life. I receive. Are you hearing me? If you behave yourselves. Oh, yes. But if you don't, I'll prophesy on it to Port Mosby. That's it. So, I want you to notice among the different instructions which the Apostle Paul is giving to the church of the Thessalonians, as he concludes his first epistle, what I want to concentrate on as a text for what I want to talk about is despise not prophesying. Despise not. Despise not what? Prophesying. I think you're going to agree with me that we're living in a generation where the prophetic is so despised. And when they hear that you go to a prophetic church or your man of God is a prophet, their first sentence that will come out of their mouth is a quotation from the scripture that says, beware, there shall be false prophets in the last days. And these are well-meaning uneducated, stupid people who care about you. (laughs) And you can even see their concern on their faces. And they are so sincere, stupidly serious. Why? It's because there is a spirit which has come into the world and especially the church which is despising the prophetic. It is looking down upon the prophetic. It is trying to stamp out the prophetic. There goes never a day when I am never attacked. Someone somewhere somehow appear from the woodworks to attack. Even people 
that I've never been to their house, they will still attack me. As if I ever went to beg sort from their house. And <laughs> I'll never go to their house anyway. <laughs> even people who have never used soap in their life, they don't know even how to shower. They will still attack me. Just looking me at face, on Facebook, on a post, they will attack me. Even people who have never passed any subject in school, they will question why there's a PhD at the end of my name. It's a spirit. Are you hearing me? It's a spirit. It just attacks the prophetic. If there's a ministry which is very dangerous to the devil, it's the prophetic ministry. Because the prophetic, as I told you, it's like a battalion. It's a, it's a warfare. It's a combatant. Not only that, it's a weapon of warfare. Are you hearing me? That's why when God wanted to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt, after they had cried in Egypt, after they prayed in Egypt, God's response did not go to Egypt. God's response was to go and look for a prophet in Midian. And he found prophet Moses. And he says, I am come down to deliver my people. I have heard their cry. But the problem was, the GPS which God was using was forty. It had a problem. It took him to a wrong location. The cry was coming from Egypt. The GPS took him to Midian, where he met a guy who had nothing to do with anything. He was just minding the ship, Moses. Now God says, I've come to deliver my people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But you see, the deliverance that God was talking about, he could not do it himself. He had to do it through a prophet. Are you hearing me? So your Bible tells you, in the book of Hosea chapter number 12, verse number 13. Look at that verse. Hosea 12, 13. One, two, three, go. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. One more time. And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. So you see, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he what? Let me read it for you. And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he what? Let me read it for you. And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, the Lord preserved are you hearing me? Oh, yes. The Lord preserved Israel. So the act of deliverance, the act of preservation, huh, was done by God, but through a medium. And the medium is a medium of who? A prophet. So without God, a prophet is useless. And without a prophet, God is handicapped. Amen. He's limited in what he can do. That's why you, if you look at Hosea 4.6, six says what? My people are destroyed for what? For lack of knowledge. He can watch you die his child because of lack of knowledge. In the face of ignorance, the power of God is paralyzed. 
In the face of unbelief, the power of God is paralyzed. As powerful as God is, he is powerless in the face of unbelief. <laughs> Can I go a level deeper? As powerful as God is, he is powerless in the face of ignorance. So when God was trying to deliver the children of Israel out of bondage in Egypt, he had to use a man. And that man was prophet who? Moses. So the Bible says, by a prophet, the Lord God delivered Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he what? Preserved. So a prophet is given to you, number one, in response to prayer. Amen. In response to what? Prayer. When you are praying, when you are crying for something, huh, one of the ways, I'm saying one of the ways God will respond is to give you a prophet in your life. Because the prophetic is a weapon of offer in the hands of God. Oh, yes. God uses the prophetic as a weapon. God uses the prophet as a weapon. You see me, one prophet, I am more powerful than the whole army of Australia. Oh, yes. I know you are processing. No, 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 you're going to hear when you get home. When Elijah was being taken to heaven, Elisha said, my father, my father, uh-huh, the what? The chariots of Israel and what? The horsemen thereof in one guy. Called Elijah. A war can be won by one prophet. One prophecy. A war can be lost by one prophecy. Are you hearing me? So there is a secret that we need to understand when it comes to the prophetic. That's why the Bible says do not despise prophesying don't look down upon prophesying. There is a secret behind it. And the secret is simple. Today I will reveal everything. Can I reveal it? Can I reveal it? It's so simple. But we are not ready. <laughs> you are not ready. Are you ready? There is why the Bible says despise not prophesying. It's because there's a certain secret that many Christians don't understand. The secret is simple. Very simple. Do you know that there's nothing impossible with God? Do you know that? Come on, talk to me. Do you know? Or you believe? Do you know that there's nothing impossible with God? Is that correct? You know that? Okay. Question number two. Do you know that the realm of the spirit is a realm of possibilities? Everything is possible in the realm of the spirit. It's like someone who is probably overweight and so heavy, they can't even walk on land. But when they find themselves in water, what happens? They even do aerobics, aerobics, whatever you call them. That thing, they're turning around. Here. Even the heavy one will do flips. Amen. Flip, flip, flip. Why? Because there are some things which are not possible on air. But when you enter into a certain environment called water, there is a support mechanism which, which makes a heavy person begin to float. And even someone who can't even lift their leg and walk on earth, 
they need a walker. When they find themselves in the water environment, they are light. Amen. They can even dance sasa and, and zumba, whatever they call it. You go, whoa, I didn't know that you can dance, man. But when they come out of the water, they find themselves on land. Try to do what you are doing in the water. They can't. Why? Because air does not have the same support mechanism that water has. So the same thing with the realm of the spirit. It is a realm. It is a substance. It is a material. Are you hearing me? It, most people think about the realm of the spirit as an emptiness. No, it's not an emptiness. It is an environment. Are you hearing me? It has got its own support mechanisms. It has got its, its own rules and laws. It controls certain things. Things happen in a particular way. And when you find themselves in that realm of the spirit, it's a realm of possibilities. All of a sudden, in the realm of the spirit, someone who has no money whatsoever on earth, when they find themselves in the realm of the spirit, they can be a multimillionaire. And they can walk around as a multimillionaire. They can drive a beautiful car as a multimillionaire. They can live in a mansion as a multimillionaire. And when they wake up, Oh. They wake up back into the earth realm. And then they discover the bills are piling up. <laughs> ah, I saw money somewhere when I was dreaming. I saw money in a vision. I even touched it. I was even living in a mansion. Ah. But when they wake up, they come out of the realm. They find themselves back into this realm. Are you hearing me? So, someone says so. When God, who is a spirit, according to John chapter 4, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God, who is a spirit, he does not, you know, live in this limited physical realm. He lives in the realm of the spirit, which is a realm of possibilities. Oh, yes. There, anything and everything is what? Possible. That's why the Bible says there's nothing impossible with who? God. Why? Because he's in the realm of the spirit. So he uses the laws of this realm to bend the laws which are in the natural. Oh, you know you're missing it. He uses the laws of the realm of the spirit because they are superior than the natural. Uh -huh. He uses them to influence what is happening in the natural. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? So you need to begin to understand that God is a spirit and he lives in the realm of the spirit. He operates from the realm of the spirit. That's why even at a time when a certain guy didn't have any child. Oh, yes. Huh? He didn't have any what? Child. God said your name today is what? Abraham. A father of what? Many nations. The guy didn't have any child. But the Bible says it is impossible for God to lie. It's a, it's a contradiction. How can you convince me that God is not lying? He's calling a guy who has no child a father of many nations. Why can't he wait until the guy has got many children and then says, yeah, yeah, your name today is now father of many nations. And your Bible says it is impossible for God to lie. Why? Because, because, someone said because. Because the thing is, in the realm of the spirit, when God said it, it became. Oh. <laughs> say that one is mine. You see, the moment God said it, it became. 
So when God said, today I've made you a father of what? Many nations. It became. Because in the nature you've got a big problem. Why? Because in the nature you cannot claim Abraham was ever a father of many nations. He jumped the guns. God has said, Nishimayro. Okay. All right. We'll accept a child. And then Isaac came. Okay. And then a few more from the concubines and Keturah and the what? But where do you see a prophet coming to pass that says, Oh, these stars. Don't forget, God showed him the stars. He says, I can't even count. God says, Your children shall be innumerable and countable. Are you hearing me? And yet we can count the children that Abraham gave birth to. We know Isaac. We know, Isaac, we know Ishmael. And we know a few people from Keturah. When did they become a stars? So in other words, in the realm of the spirit, when God was saying, you're a father of many nations. Can I go one level deeper? People like Jacob and Esau were already in existence. People, are you hearing me? People like Simeon, Levi, Reuben, Judah, God, Nephtali, Nef uh -huh. who else? Joseph, Benjamin, who else? Dan, Zebulon. They were already in existence in the realm of the spirit. But they hadn't yet manifested in the natural realm. That's why when you go to the book of Hebrews, talking about tithing, the Bible says Levi, who was supposed to receive tithes, he paid a tithe in Abraham. Uh, Talk about Levi. He wasn't born. Because Levi, Levi is not even a child of Abraham. Levi is not even a child of Isaac. Levi is a child of who? Jacob. Not even the firstborn. Uh-uh. No, he's the thirdborn of Jacob. Are you hearing me? There was Reuben, Simeon, then who? Levi. These are children of who? Jacob. But the Bible says in Abraham, they were still in his loins. Ah, am I talking to real people? When Abraham paid a tithe to Melchizedek, the Bible says they paid a tithe to who? To Melchizedek. They were present, boy. They were there. They were part of the action. They gave a tithe in Abraham to Melchizedek. That's why when prosperity was coming, prosperity did not just end with Abraham. Not just Isaac, not just Jacob. It came to them as well. Why? Because they also paid a tithe. And you, the Bible says, you are the seed of Abraham. In other words, you existed in Abraham before you became. It is only you who think about you as you and, and as if you came from your father and your mother. But can I go a level deeper? You are not a surprise to God. Because if you are the seed of Abraham, if you are the seed of Abraham, then it is true that you existed in Abraham before you existed in earth. You existed in Abraham before you existed in Indonesia or Australia or Fiji or Malawi or wherever you think you came from. You existed in Abraham. That's why the Bible says you are the seed of Abraham. So when Abraham was looking at the stars, he was looking at you. He was looking at you. You are the fulfillment of prophecy. That's why you can never go down. You are a product of prophecy. That's why you will never be defeated. You are a product of prophecy. 
Say neighbor, I am a product of prophecy. Ah! I don't know when they are hearing me. Well, I'm preaching to myself. Ah, is my church in pain even still there? Or oh, I've lost them somewhere. Ha! Ah, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. The realm of the spirit is a dangerous realm. There are things which are inexistent today. They are there. They are there now as I'm speaking. But those things are not yet manifested in the natural realm. Say neighbor. Hey. Yeah. Someone say yeah. yeah. So when the Bible says Jesus became poor, that you should be rich. So when you say I am rich, you are not lying. Because someone said, Prophet, but how can I be say I'm rich? Do you know my bank, my bank balance? Is that not lying in the spirit? No. A million times, no. Your talking is not from the earth realm. Your speech is from the realm of the spirit. Are you hearing me? Can I show you where it is? Is it in the Bible? Huh? Let me show you. Oh my God. I, I, you are now beginning to wake up when I'm finishing. You've been sleeping all morning. I said, lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and worship God. I'm like, ah, no, this environment. Me, I'm allergic to these kinds of environments. Me, I love an environment which is life. People are ready to catch it. You know, the things of the spirit must be caught. You have to catch it. Because it flies. I can release something in this corner here. The person catching it may be in that corner at that end. Are you hearing me? Uh, you, are, you are sleeping too much. You are sleeping too much. Are you awake now? Are you awake now? Let me see if you are awake. <laughs> Sit down. Today I'm not losing anything. You are misbehaving. <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. Let's sleep. Tomorrow we'll wake up. <laughs> I want to show you something. Okay? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Is it making sense? You know, this is prophetic revelation. Okay? First Corinthians chapter 2. <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ. Ha! Should I even go there? Are you sure? Oh, yes. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 2, from verse number 9. We're going to go all the way to verse number 14. For the sake of time. 
After that, and then I'm going to just pick one more point, and then I'm done. You don't have what it takes. You, you Listen, you do not have what it takes to keep me on the pulpit for seven and a half hours. Your friends had it. They were provoking everything in me. They were provoking everything. I'm like, I'm finishing now. They touch something. Boom. I start again prophesying, praying for people, delivering people. What? They, my God, they worked the prophets, the, the anointing in me. To an extent, when, I'm, when I was walking off that pulpit, my God, I felt as if I needed whether a tree just to flood the anointing into that tree so I can feel okay. Can I release it? Should I release it? Yeah. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah. You are not convincing. Let's look at the scripture. First Corinthians chapter 2. One, two, three, go. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. I want you to read again. One, two, three, go. But as it is written... I had not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. That verse alone should make you begin to do somersaults on your chair. Because the Bible says, but as it is written, I had not seen. Now your problem is, you read that verse from a natural standpoint. Okay? But if the Bible says, I hath not seen, and your eye can only see physical things, then it means that those things are there, but they're in a spiritual dimension. Amen. They haven't been revealed to your natural sense, Amen. which can only see physical things. But the Bible says, anyway, but according as it's written, I hath not what? Seen. Nor what? Ear heard. Neither have they entered into the heart of man. What are we talking about? The Things. The things. Someone said things. Now your problem is when you hear God's thoughts, you think they're like your thoughts. God's thoughts are things. God's thoughts are what? Things. God's words are things. And it's so much a thing that even... Someone became. Because in the beginning was the word. And the word was with him. And the word was. So when God opened their mouth to speak. Someone became. And that someone can never be separated from the speaker. So the Bible says in the beginning was that. That thing that was spoken. Uh-huh. And that thing that was spoken was with God. And that thing that was spoken was who? Was God. The same was in the beginning with him. And then all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness. And darkness comprehended not. And then there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same was sent to witness for the light that all men three might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to witness for the light. That was the true light, 
which lighted every man that cometh into the world. And then he was in the world. Huh? And the world was made by him, and they all knew him not. And then he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born in not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Are you hearing me? And the word was made. Uh, somebody sweet. <laughs> So the only time you could see him was when the word was made flesh. Why now he entered the physical realm? Your eyes could now interact with him. Because your eyes can only see things you have entered the earthly realm. So, huh? We beheld his what? Glory. As the only begotten. He had a glory as someone who was the only begotten of the father. Full of what? Grace and truth. Ha! You see now? The word, when it came out of the mouth of God, it was God. And that word was Christ. I know your problem is when you, when you hear God speak, you think it's a voice. It's a things. That's why when he says, light be. What does the Bible say? And there was light. Like, what? What? He said, light be. And there was what? Because what he spoke was a thing. And to make matters worse, according to, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 6, the Bible says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Huh? They are telling you the source of light. What was the source of that light? It was what? Darkness. And then God speaks light to come out of darkness. And light became. Why? Because the voice of God is things. It doesn't matter the source material. Yeah, you are missing that one. It doesn't matter the original material. The original material can be a material called in nothing. But as long as it's a thing which is no, then the thing which is something must appear. <laughs> Sometimes I receive that one. That's why me, I challenge you. I don't care where you came from. I don't care where you were born. I don't care the circumstances of your birth. Because I know my Jehovah God, when he speaks one word into your life, your life is going to turn around. I... Huh? <laughs> Say neighbor. Are you here? You see? When God speaks, he speaks things. So the Bible says, according as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it ever entered the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. The next verse says what? But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. Yeah. Deep. Deep, 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 deep. Someone said deep, 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 deep. The deep things of God. Now remember, the spirit is searching them. He finds them. If they are nothing, you see now, if they are nothing, how can the spirit search them and find them? 
and begin to reveal them to you. Amen. Yeah, but God has revealed them unto us by his what? Spirit. Because they are things, even the thoughts. So the moment God thinks, um, this one, um, I should give them a house. Just a thought. You know what? In the spirit, it's an object. A house boom, becomes. It's a thought. But in the spirit, the house what? Becomes. Healing by the straps of Christ. He way 2,000 years ago. Healed. Oh, yes. It's not a thought. It's not a concept. It's not just an idea. It is a thing. It is in existence now as I'm speaking. So whether you're going to receive it or you don't receive it, it's irrelevant. But as far as God is concerned, it is. Are you hearing me? As far as God is concerned, it is what? It is. Jesus became poor that you should be what? As far as God is concerned, Riches are. And there's a name on those riches. It's your name. They are there. They are there. They are there. Because they are things. Are you hearing me? But now the problem that we have is how do we transfer them from there to make them manifest in the natural realm? So that you can even go to the bank and cash. You are rich. But if you went to an ATM and punched in more than your bank balance, or more than your earthly bank balance, the machine will say error. And in our days, it's very embarrassing. It says insufficient balance. You know, it's better if you just deny. And that's, you know, like, the bank today is stupid. I, but now it says insufficient <laughs> I'm sorry it has been denied. He says insufficient funds. Like, <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you. <laughs> you can't lie. You can't save your face. He says insufficient what? But if it's just declined, you can blame the bank. I will transfer my millions from this bank to another bank. <laughs> Their machines are always down. What's wrong with them? And then you walk out like a millionaire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you hearing me? Oh, yeah. There is a reality in the realm of the spirit. Now, that reality is more real than this reality. Are you hearing me? It is more real than this reality. Our problem is we are so caught up, so trained to live in this reality of the ethereal realm. And even your school system, your school, I'm talking about your school system, works so hard to knock off every spirituality in you and connect you to the material world. Let me put it in a different way. And limit you to the material world. But if you could only understand how the realm of the spirit works and what is available for you in that realm of the spirit, the realm of possibilities, if only you knew what God has for you. Remember the Bible says, according, but according as it is what? Written. I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither 
have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. The next verse says what? But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Mm. Is that correct? Is that correct? Yeah. Why? For the spirit searcheth all things. Yeah. The what? The deep things of God. So God is so anxious to release these things to you. So he allows the spirit to search them out and begin to reveal them to you. So you need to understand that there are moments in your life, sometimes you are praying, you're going deep in prayer. You begin to see things in the spirit. You begin to see houses. You, see, you begin to see possibilities. You see yourself doing big, big, big things. When you finish the prayer, you come back to reality Amen. of this earth. so wonderful things in prayer. You don't have the means of giving birth to those things into the natural realm. You really saw them. You touched them. Hebrews tells you the patterns of faith they died without seeing the physical manifestation of what they saw in the realm of the spirit. Abraham died Without seeing the physical manifestation of the stars which he saw in the realm of the spirit. But for you, because you are under this prophetic grace. You will not die without seeing the manifestation of what God has in store for you. Say, I take it. I'm still trying to lay a foundation on why the prophetic is very important. I haven't forgotten the question. So God hath revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit things, all things, yeah, that what? The deep things of God. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Uh-huh. One, two, three, go. For what man knoweth the things of man, the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Can you see the things, the things, the things, the things. Why did God give you the Holy Ghost? Your first answer is so that I can speak in tongues. Yes. But probably that's a lesser truth. I'm telling you. There's a higher truth. You know truth? Truth is truth, right? But there are some which we call lesser truths. And then there are others which we call what? Higher truths. Higher truth, he says, by the steps of Jesus, you were healed 2,000 years ago. Lesser truth, he says, today when I pray for you, you'll be healed. Amen. That's a lesser truth. Amen. Yeah. Lesser truth, he says, oh, you are sick. I'm going to pray for you today. You'll be what? And we can celebrate. Yeah, hey, he's healed. But that's a lesser truth. There's a higher truth. That 2,000 years ago, you were healed and you walk in divine health. Oh, yeah. That's a higher truth. Alright, let's continue the scriptures. Uh-huh. One, two, three, go. Which things also we speak. No, 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 you didn't hear that. One, two, three, go. Which things also we speak. One no. more time. One, two, three, go. Which things also we speak. Uh-huh. Not in the words which which man's wisdom teacheth. Uh-huh. But which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Uh-huh. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 
I think my service is finished. I think the service is finished. Do you want me to go deeper than this? Go deeper, Papa. Let me find a good version so you can hear that verse. Let's try NIV. It's not quite there, but let's try it. One, two, three, go. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. One more time. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. NIV is really trying to find the right language. Amen. To express the thought, but it's not hitting the nail on the head. They are saying, well, this is what we speak, not in words taught us by what? So among the languages, even as sweet as your language is from Fiji, but I'm sorry. Buravinaka. Modi. Very sweet language. It has got a rhythm to it, you know. That's why when a Fijian is, is singing, what vision do you get? You're on the beach. <laughs> but other languages, when they're singing, it's as if they're fighting with you. <laughs> hey, come, come down. Can, can, can you sing? Can you sing? <laughs> Can you just sing a melody? <laughs> Some languages. You know, I, I, me, I travel a lot. And one thing I enjoy is being in a place where I don't understand what they're saying. So I should be searching in the spirit what they're meaning. I'm like, okay, I understand that. Okay, this. I was somewhere. There were five people having one conversation. They were all talking at the same time. Five people. They were all understanding each other and they were all responding to each other. I almost took out my phone to start recording. <laughs> For me, it was a wonder. Okay, that's another day. But listen, when the Holy Ghost is searching the things in the spirit, because you don't have the language for those things yet, he begins to teach you what to say and how to say it. And you see, when we say the prophetic or prophecy, is to speak under the inspiration of the Spirit. A prophet, when I'm talking to you, even if I came to you, literally, and just say, how are you? Do you know that that how are you is not your how are you? I don't know the understanding. That how are you is not your normal how are you. You can give each other how are you's every day. But for me, even if I just came down and just said how are you, that how are you is a prophecy to you. Ah, you're not hearing me. Where, where, where's, where's Mavis? Where's Mavis? There. She's there. Give her a microphone. She's there. She's there. One day here in the service, I just went to her and said, how, how are you? How is your job? That's it. Ask her. 
He's over there. Yes, that's true, Papa. That's what actually happened about two months ago. What did I say? You asked me how my job was, and I said, it's okay. And then you say that in the spirit, you feel that you should ask me, um, you should pray for me about my job. And then two weeks later, I got a, an email from my manager about um, an arrangement that we had had, which they were deciding not to honor anymore because of budget and all that stuff. But I, when Prophet asked me, I, everything was fine to me. Like everything was going well. There were no issues at work. Everything was yes. perfect. Yes. And then after, was it after a week, I came back to you. Yes. I said, is everything okay? You said, yes, everything is fine. It was the following Sunday. The following Sunday, I came back to you. Yes. And you said everything was what? Fine. fine. Only to receive the email. Yes. That they had changed the contract. And then you sent me a message said, Prophet, when you spoke to me, I, I didn't understand. Can you do something? Yes. The only, the only doing something I can do is to shift you to a different organization. I receive it. I receive it, Prophet. I where to be, even be better than where you were. I receive it. I receive it. Are you getting that, dear? In that moment... When I went to talk to her, she was somewhere there. I still remember she was, she was somewhere there. Those people just said, go talk to her and ask her about her job. Because in the spirit, I'm feeling this troubledness. You know, most of us, our problems, we think God only speaks by a voice. Prophet, can you walk around? Go row number five. Go to the left. Find person number four. That one needs a miracle. No. That's not how God talks. Read your Bible. John says it was like water, many waters. <laughs> Have you ever been where water is falling like a waterfall? 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 John tells you that when God spoke, it was like what? A waterfall. What was he hearing? Waterfall. In the waterfall, he heard the voice of God. I know it's too deep for you. One day I was sleeping. I was sleeping. I was sleeping. And then the alarm went. Alarm went. Are you hearing me? In that alarm, I heard one of my daughter tell me, pray for my husband. Pray for my husband. He has got asthma. He's being attacked. Pray for my husband. In an alarm. I went to church like this. I said, can I prophesy? Prophesy! I'm like, you, you appeared in a vision. You, you told me this. He's like, oh, me, my husband is fine. I'm like, oh, we don't miss prophecy. We can miss breakfast. We can miss lunch. We can, miss, we can even miss dinner and miss dessert. But prophecy, uh, that one we don't miss. Even if you're a man, I said your name is Jenny. Just say, yeah, yeah, it's true. Don't argue with me. Because you, it's only you who don't know. That when you were conceived, your mother thought you were a girl. And she said, Man, this one is Jane. When you popped, you were a boy. Said, hey, it's a boy. Your name is John. You know? <laughs> so me, I'll pick up everything in the spirit and say, your name is Jane. Like, no, I've never been called Jane. Here's my passport. 
But you see, in the spirit, because you existed and they gave you a name there. I am trying to pull something from there. Don't worry about what I'm saying here. I'm trying to get something from there and make it manifest in the... Ah. <laughs> Say, I receive it. Are you getting it now? So, that, that daughter, I said, okay. You think, I, you think I've missed prophecy. Let me pray for her husband. The husband was not even in the church. So I prayed for her husband. She went home. The prophet said this. The husband found the, the husband with tissues. <laughs> oh, the prophet was truth. Was right. <laughs> so they're on the phone. Prophet, what you said is true. Like the angel who brought the healing is gone. There are times that you need to move with. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? People get caught up on the details. On the nitty, nitty, gritty. It's not even there. All those things are there to build your faith. The prophecy is what I say will happen. That one is prophecy. Are you hearing me? So I may not call you by name. I may not even know where you live. I may not even know the car you are driving. I may not even know the color. Um, uh -huh. Of your bedroom. It's okay. Because that's not prophecy. Those are words of knowledge. Prophecy is what happens. When I say this will happen. That's now prophecy. Amen. Are we together so far? Oh, yeah. Are we together so far? Oh, yeah. So the Bible says in that spirit there are things. But the Holy Ghost knows that you don't even have a language for them. So he begins to teach you a language. That you should use. Now, there the Bible says comparing spiritual things with the spiritual. No, it's a wrong translation. Comparing, that it's not comparing. It's pairing. You pair spiritual things with the spiritual utterance. They have to be paired the two. It's not comparing. It's pairing. You pair spiritual things with the spiritual utterance. Are you seeing now? You have to learn how to speak that language. It is taught by the Holy Ghost. So the prophet, uh -huh, now I'm finishing. The prophet is a weapon that God uses to reveal to him what it is already in the realm of the spirit concerning your life. It is already in the spirit concerning your life. So when I come to you and say, I'm giving you a job. By Wednesday, you're going to get a job. The job is already. Yes, All I did was to quote from the realm of the spirit. To make it manifest in the natural realm. Unless there's someone who is doing that. This. Take it. Take. 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 You're going to appear in heaven. Amen. And discover that you owned the company which actually employed you. Amen. You were an employee in the company, and yet in the spirit, you are the owner of that company. Ah! God, you're like, God, me, I was a very faithful employee. I worked hard every day. I was at work. <laughs> Can you commend me, God? God, ah, look at you. Why should we celebrate you being an employee? 
when you should have been the company owner. So the Bible says, despise not what? Prophesies. Why? Because that prophecy is an act of taking things from the realm of the spirit, making them manifest in the natural realm. That's why when I give you a prophecy, <laughs> when I give you a prophecy, you can question one plus one. But you can never question what? Two. Because two is what? The answer. I'm giving you a shortcut. Something that should have taken you 10 years to see it and bring it to manifestation. When I give you that prophecy, I have cut 10 years from everything. And the thing is going to manifest within, boom, it is done. It will manifest in a shorter period than you thought. You get there quicker than you would have done by your own power. Are you getting me? So prophecy is that relationship that a prophet has with the God. Where God reveals things which are, in, which are part of your life. But those things are in the realm of the spirit. And it requires me to see them. And use a language taught by the Holy Ghost. To call them forth. When I speak them. They are. You know, you know, my daughter there. The other day I was saying that your husband will come. She's like, my husband. My husband. Like my husband. I said, no, don't worry. It's okay. You, you're going to share your testimony. And my husband. I'm like, no, 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 no. I said it. I said it. I said it. Oh, yes. I said it. Amen. I said it. Hey! Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me, somebody? Receive your miracle. Receive, receive your breakthrough. Ah. Are you hearing me? It's a partnership. Someone said partnership. Someone said partnership. Between God and the prophet. That's why, you know, I know that you know Amos 3 verse number 7, but that's for next week. I know you wanted me to go there. But that's for next week. Amos 3 7. Read it, study it, but that's for when? Next week. For today what I've taught you is enough. It's a partnership. I'm going to walk around, I'm going to release things. For just two minutes. Rise on your feet. Someone say prophesy. You got to start praying. Say, oh Lord. Speak to, me. Speak to me. In the name of Jesus. Manifest what belongeth unto me. What belongeth unto me. Say, O oh Lord, oh Lord, show your prophet. Show your prophet. What belongs to me. What belongs to me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au. And follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings. And it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time, Shalom. Shalom.